Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Jen and Lou. And we're recording this on October the 15th, the day before the Libra new moon. And we're going to be talking about kind of the time between now and the uh, full moon, uh, the Taurus full moon that is on <laughs> October the 31st, uh, 2020. And um, there's a lot to talk about, as usual, as we seem to be reaching a real cres- crescendo of kind of all the stories of the year, it, uh, it seems to us, as we've been talking about before we record. But before we dive into all the energies and pull your uh, pull the cards for you, we'll just introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Louise Eddington. I'm soul astrologer and author of two books, Modern Astrology and the Complete Guide to Astrology. I'm also a shamanic uh, practitioner and I'm training to be a certified hypnotherapist and past life regression um, therapist also. And... Uh, Jen, what about you? <laughs> so, hi everyone, Jen Dushin of jendushin.com. I'm an Akashic guide and soul mentor. I do Akashic readings, teachings, uh, as well as the creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. Uh, and I am actually in the process of learning light language. All my work is about encouraging and guiding others to fulfill the promise of their soul. Cool. So speaking of illuminated journey cards, (laughs) what's your card? (laughs) So interesting today, I pulled two cards. The first one being the one of the tools of the card deck. And this one is uh, liquid, which is a potion for motion. So that makes me feel like we really need to think about fulfilling our thirst or doing things to move through whatever's going on instead of staying stuck or repeating the old patterns. Uh, So very much about what does liquid do? It lubricates, it helps you break free, it helps you um, kind of uh, dissolve things. And then the Sorry? It also makes me think of Alice in Wonderland, drink me. (laughs) Right. And that's a great thought, you know, drink me in the sense of, you know, we can shrink the things that seem overwhelming and Mm -hmm. kind of build our courage and all of the things we need to do to kind of see things differently. That is Mm -hmm. the magic of Alice in Wonderland is that Mm -hmm. we get to see the world completely differently. And considering the fact that this is a, full moon on the 31st of October, uh, all Hallow's Eve or Halloween when the Mm. veils are the thinnest of the year, that it certainly speaks to that, right? Yeah. (laughs) We create ourselves. And interestingly (laughs) enough, the other card, the soul portal, is the same one that I pulled for the new moon, and that's the 12th. And what's so uh, um, kind of... What stands out for me about this, this pink and purples and the energy of the person who could be you standing in front of this kind of energy or this temple is again, the sacredness of what has meaning to you. What do you value? What is worth standing up for? What is worth uh, pursuing and focusing on? 
uh, and how can you release like you know you see the flying books how can you release these ideas or beliefs that are stuck or stationary and then it makes me again think about the liquid like you know when you liquidize what is it becomes something different so it's it's like i feel like this figure is standing there with this idea of making a a vow to mm. to travel these waters or this time with a new uh, consciousness or new awareness or a devotion to what is required needed desired at this time so both cards together for me as well speak to magic and alchemy and you know it, it's the 12 that the card for those of you, you that can't see it it's a very deep pink and and the the figures wearing a, a, a black hooded cape it looks like and and there's a full moon in it and lots of magical spells flying around and you know it's a very witchy kind of magical time of year this year and this full moon being on all hallows eve is kind of like uh, you can't make this stuff up really so so you know magic and alchemy um can be done in every part of your life so i think that's what these cards speak to to me as well so yeah right. Great. Creating magic. <laughs> right. Using your gifts and skills and the opportunity to shift yeah. how you live in alchemy. So the card I pulled is the devil. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite cards in this deck, which is the um, Toth or Thoth Tarot. Uh, because um, it's the Capricorn card, and so it's the goat, but he's a jaunty goat. He's kind of, he's got this um, uh, wreath around his head that's kind of um, off balance because it's it's kind of down one, um, um, over one of his um, horns, and and the 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 meaning of this card in the in the book that I use with this tarot is about. Um, it's about having a lightness of touch at what bedevils you and really kind of finding the humor in all the situations. It's, it's not, um, it's not saying the devil's coming to get you. This is a humorous card. And this is saying really kind of, um, you know, step into this humorous space. And there's a great quote for an affirmation for this one, for this card in that book. It says, I am a vital, joyful and grounded person. And I just think that's a really good affirmation for this card because, you know, I'm not going to lie this year, we all know it's been basically a shit show and, <laughs> and a challenge like for most people in some ways, but it's also had amazing opportunities. And really, I find myself and I've had my own challenges on and off, you know, the best way is to, is to kind of find the humor in it and kind of just go, well, you know. We're still around. We're still here, and God, <laughs> so so taking it all too seriously. So that's what that card means for me. Right, and for me as well, your card also has the alchemy because the truth is, this idea of being entrapped by the devil is an illusion. It's something we agree to. Like we agree to go. Oh, all these terrible things are going to happen, and then I mean, not to say that challenging things haven't happened and aren't happening but that the way people talk about it like we doomed is obviously 
bullshit because we're still here and like you said we're still doing it we're still finding a way through it and that sense of lightness or joy to be like playing almost with these ideas that we have revered for so long is definitely uh, very appealing it is yeah and one of my favorite friends on facebook is, is kind of this She's a channel for the Pleiadians and she uses this hashtag um, operate from joy all the time. And and that hashtag just is that card, I think, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think like even my card, the 12, which could be taken seriously, I think there's a sense of, you know, the freedom, the joy of being free of going, I'm choosing this, I'm choosing. Oh. This well, all those things flying around, that's kind yeah. of, free. yeah, oh, yeah, it's um. <laughs> And I, I think magic can be very freeing. So create that magic in your <laughs> lives. So. <laughs> so anyway, this full moon, um, I, I, I realized I put my time, but so I'm going to have to do some mental arithmetic for the London time, but it's on October the 31st everywhere, I think. Um, maybe not Hawaii, but I'm, I'm not that good at the mental <laughs> <laughs> and all the time zones um it's at 8 49 a.m uh, salt lake city time which makes that 3 49 p.m london time i believe um it's at eight degrees and 38 minutes of taurus and scorpio with the sun in scorpio in an opposition because it's a full moon um, it's almost exactly conjunct Uranus by three solar arc minutes, which is so um, exact, which makes this very interesting. Um, also, asteroid Juno is at 13 um, Scorpio conjunct the sun. Um, other things happening in the chart, it's forming a T-square to, the full moon is forming a T-square to asteroid Hygieia, which represents global health over at 11 degrees of Leo, um, which interestingly is square the point that Mercury stationed retrograde at, and Mercury is just three days from its station direct, which is gonna happen on um, election day. And he'll be conjunct the point of the new moon, which we're at now. So all these, stories are coming back together and before we just dive into all the meaning of it um i do want to mention that um this is kind of a fulfillment of a new moon that was on april the 22nd at three degrees taurus which was also conjunct uranus um so it's gonna be quite a bring us some surprises let's say and some fulfillment back from late april so all right jen <laughs> right so uh yes it's quite a promise it feels like this full moon has a lot of promise mm -hmm. and uh and i think a lot of the surprises that are coming are uh, may surprise us in maybe shocking ways but also allows us to free ourselves some bondage mm -hmm. uh, this the realization that things that we have made real are kind of made a paper and they're dispersing i think will be very powerful as far as the numbers well first of all the 31st having this on the 31st as we've talked about uh, you know this is the final day of the month and we've been in a five month five universal months which is all about change and this idea of 
bringing us into the new year, which will be a five year. Uh, the 31 is a four and having the um, moon and sun at eight degrees, whenever we have a four and an eight together, those numbers are star-crossed, destined numbers. This is a moment of destiny, another one. This is something that's been foretold or been uh, expected for thousands of years. So this is a culmination point, a very high energy culmination point. Uh, the 31 is a number of um, genius that out of the box uh, kind of thinking and way of being, but it's also about making it real. This triggers the 248 um, grouping. And of course, we're in 2020. So we have all those twos, which make a four. And then again, the four again. So it's repeating the four. And then we have, besides the sun and moon, some other eights. And the eight number is the number of strength. It's about success by moving through obstacles. So what this says is that there will be things that we need to do or shift mm. or push through in order to create that, you know, that uh, figure eight infinity, which is as above, so below, as within, so without. So it's a balancing of kind of how our thoughts, like many of us have dreams about how we want the world to be. And here's our opportunity to actually ground these ideas in the earth by doing things differently. So it feels like there's this shakeup that's gonna force us to take root in a new way and to activate what we value. And I think that ties into our cards that we just pulled out, this idea of being, now that everything around me is just breaking apart and maybe is meaningless, now I need to take a different route or a different journey in order to activate these ideas that I have held in my head and get them into the hands and into the physical realm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what Jen was saying about uh, freedom and things, you know, Uranus itself is the planet of, yes, I said surprises at first, but it's liberation as well. It's, and in a, in a fixed sign like Taurus, uh, Taurus and Scorpio are both fixed. It's a liberation of, uh, from fixed ways of doing things and thinking it always had to be that way. Um, it, but it can be, you know, because they're fixed signs, fixed signs do not like change. So it can, it can be a little bit jarring. Um, you know, it, especially if you have, um, planets or angles in your own astrology that are close to these, um, degrees, that would be me. <laughs> my Scorpio stellium at the top of my chart is <laughs> around eight degrees of Scorpio. So opposing this. So, you know, I expect some surprises, but I always think that uh, with Uranus, it's expect the unexpected and they can be good surprises too. It can be, you know, even if it feels a little bit jarring at first, it brings me back to the card. It's kind of, kind of looking at it and taking a lighter touch and and saying, you know, what what good's coming out of this? And and it can just be pure good surprises too. But I liken it back to, for an example, um, you know, the day where before we left the UK as a family, the day my husband came from home from work and we'd got two little children and he'd been laid off from his, his job. 
you know <laughs> and at first you're just like oh my god well you know only good came from it we ended up you know emigrating and and stuff and we've never looked back and opportunities came our way from it so no matter what happens on this full moon the the liberation um is a huge potential so you know um i talk a lot and i've talk, been giving a pep talk about mercury retrograde this week i did a youtube video about it about our self-talk i'm not talking about spiritual override um, i'm talking about you know when you look at these things and you hear the word surprises if you kind of hold yourself in fear then and say oh what's good what's going to happen what's going to happen then you probably won't enjoy the ride as much as those that get on the magic carpet ride and go <laughs> what's coming and let's think about this differently so anyway that's my little pep talk about uh uranus because he's he's a kind of a benevolent rebel rebel really um uh uranus the planet um even though of course you know sometimes it comes with some destruction along the way he, he's um the sky god he he really has our best interests at heart shall we say so <laughs> well and i think that the truth is about life and and uh having an adventure is you know this idea of lighting up or or bringing the light into the shadow is not fearing things that are disastrous like yes there is pain involved so feel the emotion feel the pain yeah. feel the grief admit it instead of pretending everything's fine i don't feel a thing or i better not share my grief because people will be offended uh, but again remembering this is the breakup of huge systems that have been in place for hundreds or thousands of years this is massive this movement is massive and to think to yourself like oh I can just continue and ignore it or mm -hmm. continue to be aggrieved about what's happening to me is not a really uh, smart strategy. You know, the one thing about um, Uranus and the number 31 is about the genius within you. Mm -hmm. This idea that if everything I've held as a truth is now proved to be a lie or a paper bag or whatever, I am freed from that um idea yeah. it's like when i was uh, talking about the past when i was uh, going through my dark night of the soul and then i and that's actually how the reason i met um i started just following the signs instead of doing what i thought i was supposed to do and um one of the things that happened was i realized that a lot of my thinking had been based on you know, how I'm supposed to behave or what I'm supposed to believe and releasing from those ideas, like incorporating my genius or the idea that, oh, there's a different way I can do this. I can use the freedom of my mind to activate something differently in the world uh, does help us. Like we have to start taking in things that maybe we have denied, right? Looking at things that maybe felt uncomfortable the spiritual aspects or the aspect of bringing our dream to life or the idea of um, using our power that we have in a different way. So instead of being hooked into uh, approval or doing it right, 
using that to go, well, it doesn't matter because everything's falling apart. What opportunity is there through mm -hmm. the grief, through the change, through the, the, the breaking up of uh, everything I've held dear? Uh, so that's something to think about is this is a massive, massive upheaval. This is an earthquake happening, whether it's in a real times or just in your life or in government and in the way that things have operated. Uh, you know, we've all kind of lived the surface lifestyle, or many of us have, and now it's time to really go, well, what do I want? And if I do want that, am I willing to devote my time, my energy, my focus to it? So it, it's, I think this is like the culmination of what we've been talking about since we started this podcast, really. And I since so. all of this began. Or, or a, a crescendo, at least. Right, a crescendo. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a culmination, kind of that final straw, if you want, yeah. in that sense. Like, yeah. you know, if the other things haven't landed or maybe like going through COVID and all these things have been landing, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I think I finally got it, that... There is no cav no cavalcade, or what do they say, coming to save oh, me? Cavalry, yeah. Cavalry, right. <laughs> and you know, it is a full moon in Taurus. It's a Taurus full moon, which is the material world. It's our money. It's how we earn our money. It's our values and our self-value as well. And so all this is probably going to have a good shake-up, but it's going to hark back to all the things that have been happening even though some of it might be surprising. You know, it's so interesting. It's just three days before the election. Jen and I were in the US. Jen and I were kind of laughing as we prepared for this, that, you know, this this kind of energy could mean that, you know, the election might look de very different in terms of the candidates by the time we get there, because it's such a, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of um, shake up. It's, it's huge. And, um, the ruler of the uh, moon, the Taurus moon, is Venus, and she's over there in, in the other sign she rules, Libra, which represents balance, but also represents the scales of justice. And we have all that up here in the USA as well with the um, Supreme Court justice uh, thing going on. But she's an exact opposition, pretty much to Chiron, the uh, shaman, the healer. So there is huge potential in this for major healing. And I also mentioned that the full moon is square Hygieia, which is global health. Now, I think that kind of potentially means two things. I think we are going to have this T-square with two Hygieia in Leo is active now, really, as we record this. And, and, um, just to up to and just past the full moon. But um, I think there's going to be an increase as we're seeing in, in the global health pandemic thing. But I think this T-square with the Uranus there and the conjunction is asking us to really kind of shift how we deal with it. Um, I'm not saying, you know, don't um, wear masks and things. I'm a big fan of, of that guideline. But I'm more in terms of thinking that somebody out there is going to fix it for us. This is about changing our ideas. And, you know, with Taurus, we were talking about how community gardens or community collaborations, um, 
Venus in Libra, very much about collaboration, coming together to all share resources, which is also very Taurus, and think how we can do this differently, potentially even, um, you know, barter coming back more because uh, Uranus in Taurus, we've, we've seen already that there's a shortage of cash everywhere because people stopped using cash because of COVID. And a lot of people are going, oh, we can't get rid of cash. Well, there's always been some form of cash. You know, how about we think about that differently, you know, instead of thinking we have to have the Fed's cash or whatever your country is, London, you know, the biggest banks cash, you know, how about we think outside the box, which uh, we've been talking about. So, <laughs> Innovation, something yeah. that struck me when you were talking is uh, the practicality. I mean, the 248 uh, grouping of numbers is very much about making things real. And the number four is about the practical, as is Taurus, right? It's very much about what's practical to do mm. what is possible what is my part how can i you know it you know it's like we've all been running around being crazed oh this is insane what's happening i don't know my life's falling apart all these things are happening and not to belittle any of that but to the point is what happens with grief and fear and all of these things if we compost that and we go like okay this is how i feel this is what's happening i can't control that but i can do practical things i can take action doing you know the collaboration the victory gardens the idea of what would bring us food what would help us to um counter the uh, say threat of covid or the unknown of covid how do we get prepared and uh, feel resilient about what's coming as opposed to burying our heads in the sand and waiting to be saved by someone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think with this earth thing, that this is so earth-based, the earth shattering, earth shaking, earth awakening energy, you know, earthquakes in whatever form they come, whether physical or not, is about releasing um, kind of oppressed energy. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of oppressed energy. There's a lot of people who feel, um, like their voices haven't been heard, like they've been marginalized and silenced. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about this in terms of um, Eris, right? Yeah. Who's been playing a, a big role. And many of the other, uh, Sedna, Hygieia, these are often figures that have been even uh, Venus to some extent, who's been marginalized in terms of uh, you're not, you know, you you can do what you do but you're going to second position you're not as important so yeah. all of that energy pushing us to go i don't want to be marginalized so what does that mean it means i need to to kind of uh, take hold of my own narrative and decide and draw my line in the sand and mm -hmm. i think that's really important even when we think about the libra thing about being in balance means we're rooting in the center and we're finding the action and the thoughts and the beliefs that will support us going forward even if we're not sure mm. right like me learning this light language stuff it's like it's been such a strange journey and yet very liberating because i'm like i don't know if, no, if, you know up till now i feel like have i really been doing it and then there's been proof right because i can feel different others feel different so now i'm like okay i really have to just step into that and own it as opposed to keep questioning is this real or not 
you know, because that's just the ego. So we want to move away from the ego and really go, okay, what will make this more palatable, more real? I think when we take action, we feel more connected. I think so too. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and I was just looking at a couple of other things as we talked. Uh, I mentioned the asteroid Juno. Uh, she's at 13 degrees um, Scorpio on this uh, full moon. Uh, you know, I talk about her in terms of the rights of women, children, marginalized a lot. But in Scorpio, um, I believe it's it's she's talking about our sacred marriage to each other, how we are deeply interconnected. OK, and she is um, conjunct the sun on this. Um, so she's illuminated by the sun on this full moon and the moon by opposition and not by opposition to Uranus. So I think it's perhaps, you know, I can only give, there's so much happening in the USA. So apologies to people outside the USA, because I just look at, you know, the fear around this Supreme Court justice. Um, if she's, um, if she's nominated, which she is likely to be or confirmed, whatever, you know, the word is about losing uh, rights. Well, maybe it's time really we start to look out after each other again, instead of expecting somebody else to say that you can do this. <laughs> it's okay. You know, how can we change it completely so that um, it's not relying on something like that to say, yes, your marriage is okay, or this is okay, or something like that. Things have got to change drastically. And I think globally, not just this country. Um, I'm personally like for marriage, I don't think it should be a state thing at all. I think, it should... well, you know, I think you bring up such an important point. And this 13, the fact that Juno is connected to the rights of um, others into breaking the the bonds of abuse right mm -hmm. so in a sense being controlled by a government institution or this group of people that are selected on a very partisan way as we know in this country and probably in other countries it's true too that uh, a lot of the things that are happening underground around these things is about control right the idea mm -hmm. that the the dominating group decides and yet who or who is the group with the most power? It's the people. Mm -hmm. So it's about raising our voices. The 13 is very much that number of the divine feminine. So it's amazing that it, you know, uh, is showing up mm -hmm. and reminding us that it's when we take these decisions into our own hands and we go, we are not enough with this kind of, you know, manipulation and doing things to suit yourself. We're not in agreement. We're not gonna go ahead with it. We're going to find our own way. We're gonna break up with this idea that we've been worshiping uh, people we trusted to do the right thing because they are doing the right thing. So it's up to us to go, what's true for me? Can I embrace people that are, uh, you know, different sexes getting married or, you know, a woman who decides she wants an abortion, what's true for me and what's true for and safe for the collective. To me, all of these decisions that are being made are about keeping us unsafe and keeping us on the edge of our seats and always worried. And so here we have this opportunity to break our relationship, the, the balance of that relationship and go, no, Break it all down and let's restart 
if we are going to collaborate, what is it going to look like? Because, you know, those people who are in power that want people to do certain things or to be enslaved to an idea can only do those things if we in agreement yeah. with it, right? That's true. <laughs> and, you know, talking about uh, breaking the control and things, I find it very interesting that Mercury is three days away from stationing direct on election day, November the 3rd, and is at 26 degrees, another eight, and in exact square to Saturn in Capricorn, which is generally, you know, accepted to be, um, uh, you know, kind of the authority, the law, the man-made law, the institutions that we've, we've created, the structures of our governments and things. And Mercury is going to be turning things around. And I don't think it's just going to be in terms of who's in charge. I think it's going to be a bigger change than that, personally. I mean, it might might be reflected immediately in a change of control, if you like, which is very Saturn in Capricorn. But I think there's a lot more to come with that and that's of course as i said another eight like on the uh, then jen's been talking about the eight already which is fascinating right here you have that 26 which is very much about the um the identity of your own source of empowerment shall we say mm-hmm. uh, and being that eight which is about success and saturn being the lord of karma right mm-hmm. almost feels like this is that moment of karmic uh, redistribution right yeah. it's like that awareness like oh something's dropped into my mind i have an awareness or a knowing like i can't put the stuff that's in the paper bag back like that's how it kind of feels like people being caught out and unable to kind of trick us mm-hmm. so it's all going to be out in the open and it's it's this momentous energy that's just going down the hill like you just can't stop it so how fascinating and then we have the four eights so it's not just about um Uh, the things we have to do but it's also about the success of what we have done Mm -hmm. because eight is about leadership it's like our personal leadership how are we dealing with what is and how is the world dealing with leadership which is what we're experiencing right down and right now is complete breakdown of leadership yeah and isn't that fascinating right Mm -hmm. having these four prominent eights that are reminding us like oh you thought you were in charge or we talked about last year a lot and the year before integrity right Mm -hmm. when you are out of integrity Mm -hmm. then there is it's going to break up because you know if you build a house on foundations that are not well built the house will crumble and that's really Mm -hmm. what's been happening for a long time is a lot of things have been done out of integrity and what's so interesting right now is there people who are out of integrity and integrity are not even hiding it they're like no, they're not yeah, we're doing it so what stop us so what we take dark money so what we <laughs> <laughs> but you know this has uh, the power the moon in mundane astrology is is the people right. and and here we have the people 
next to Uranus, the the kind of benevolent rebel, the um, the think outside the box, and then Mercury stationing direct, who's he's kind of the trickster, the bridge between worlds think things differently. He's in Libra, which is generally the sign associated most with the political world. Saturn in Capricorn, as I said, being our institutions, but also being that card I pulled. It it could be like suddenly people go, we don't like any of this. We're just going to finally have a general strike, finally or stop paying taxes or something big like that, that just says, you know, no, we don't like any of you. Kind of and I'm not saying it'll happen overnight. Well, although Uranus, but <laughs> but it, this is kind of the storming the Bastille kind of energy, you know, saying we don't like you, you know, we don't like how you choose for us. We don't like what you're choosing for us. So we're not going to take it anymore. <laughs> exactly. So it does. And I mean, I, I don't know, but it feels as well like something with the stock market could happen. Just oh. this whole monetary system somehow could be uh, the crack. And mm -hmm. like you were saying, Lou, it may not happen all at once, but there's definitely going to be something happening that's going to shake us or shake our confidence mm -hmm. or the final vestige of our confidence in a system that clearly is not interested in us. Like mm -hmm. we are all hooked into a system that we're expecting to take care of us so I do this you do that and it's all you know it's just kind of blowing up in in all of our faces it's like yeah this isn't happening you're not keeping your your word and so I'm like why should I be attached or hooked into this idea that I've agreed and you you're not following the rules yeah. uh, you know so it really is this idea that the rules are broken mm -hmm. and so what's next yeah create new rules but <laughs> exactly. that, that through yeah. doing the practical we don't yet know what those no, rules will be no. but we do need to take action like okay this is important to me who around me agrees and let's let's mm -hmm. set this kind of stage or have this round table around how are we going to go forward based on honesty and discernment or whatever or do we want to stay you know stuck in being fooled and pretending right it's kind of weird the way we can see the two paths that are open to us like right in front of us it's like it's exposed right the path of corruption and kind of an, an illusion and oh I'll get all these things if I do all these things and the complete opposite path of the path of the truth and it's a lot more kind of simplified and kind of like yeah maybe there's not a lot of things but there's a lot of um, heart in yeah. this energy of being like very focused on what is necessary now to get us through this very difficult time yeah, definitely. And um, we, we did also, when we were preparing, talk about how Taurus often relates to, the, you know, the material earth, the plants, the trees, the food supply. And, you know, this there's the potential with this that uh, the food supply, could, we've it's been mentioned there's going to be difficulties with it because of COVID and stuff. But also, so there, there may be the necessity to all help each other with food because there may be more difficulty getting food or earning money to buy food, you know? So we were talking about some local um, initiatives. Uh, Jen knows of one, I know of one, 
where people are just taking donations and getting a, like a food pantry together and giving it to people in need, you know, um, or the community gardens that are collaborating together to grow food for the local community. I think there's going to be perhaps a necessity for more of that to come, to be quite honest. Um, I do want to mention as well that the the lunar nodes are about to leave. I, I, I said it wrong when we were preparing the um, the last decan of Gemini and Sagittarius, which is actually the Aquarius decan. So um, and it's also the Leah. No, no. Yeah, Leo Deccan as well. The the um Sagittarius end because um that's just how it works. But anyway, <laughs> the South Node in Sagittarius at the very end of this Deccan is it's been through from twenty nine degrees back to twenty degrees. It's about to go back to nineteen degrees, and and shift the focus. But it's about letting go of if you think about Leo the King or the ruler, or, you know, um, that kind of energy. And Sagittarius is about fixed beliefs. This is about letting go of fixed beliefs about who the king is really, or what the king should be. <laughs> and I don't mean in terms of the person. And so I'm not talking about um, either Trump or Biden here. I'm talking about what that means, okay? <laughs> Like a picture of who's in charge. Right? Yeah. The idea of how um, prominence we give to governance, whoever yeah. we look up to, basically, regardless, whatever country you live in, whatever system you're in, mm -hmm. it's that prominence. And this is, I'm just having a thought about this woman that's in the US who's you know, being probably being chosen for the uh, Supreme Court is again, she is someone who has had a certain leadership. So for her, this could mean, I'm not saying it will, we don't know, but it could also mean a break, could mean a breakup of this uh, need to bow down to a certain leadership. Like mm -hmm. when you shift positions and you become uh, centered on something different it does or can shake you up and give you more freedom like mm -hmm. all of us when we feel safer we can tend to uh, be more outspoken about what is freedom to us we can you know go okay I'm not going to do what you say because the law says this or what I feel is that and I'm in the power to choose so that mm -hmm. is something to think about but regardless it is true for all of us that we get that moment of awareness in mm -hmm. all of this and what's so fascinating is one the actual day the universal date for this is a nine which is about endings but also about you know encapsulating the idea of being expressed enough that we can recognize we are all one or that we connect to the vibration of love and none of this is about pretending or faking. It is the true love of allowing everyone to be who they are because we feel safe enough to be who we are. And so we can find those places, those gaps that are so important, like feeding ourselves and our families and making sure that other people aren't starving in our neighborhood or on our watch is something that supersedes our opinions about 
that somebody's wrong or right. Like mm -hmm. that's the key here. And I believe that's the kind of lesson that Uranus and the moon and Taurus and all of this energy in Taurus is bringing with, us, with it, right? Even we talked about Lilith, right? Now being in Taurus and this idea of being uh, faithful to what is true. What was the wound of Lilith was being abandoned or not listened to, right? Not having her needs taken care of. What is the wound of most of these um, uh, kind of female energies and even male energies is the idea that domination instead of this idea of being benevolent and sharing uh, mm. with each other. Yeah, interesting. Um, interestingly, um, Amy Barrett, the or Amy Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court Justice nominee, has her Mercury at twenty four degrees Capricorn, and uh, <laughs> and she's being hit big time by Pluto and Saturn. So, and there's other things too. So you know, maybe she will surprise everybody <laughs> because really, she's in terms of just her. Uh, judge experience we've got very little to go on because she's not been a judge for that long right yeah you know? and and you know the thing is when you think about she has been selected and has lived a life of being dominated by um a male so the patriarchy the male society that has told her what to do and yet she has a sense when i let's see her it seems like she has a sense of who she is that is has been suppressed and so this could be an opportunity to express in different ways or maybe if she does do more of the things we expect her to do you know i think we have to get away from expectation and just focus on what it is we want to bring into being yeah. and when i look at the chart which is so interesting is the force that we have right we have uh, beside it being a four day, we have um, uh, Venus at four, we have Juno at 13, we have Pluto at 22. Mm -hmm. yeah, do we have any other fours? And then we have a bunch of twos, right? The nodes are 20, Hygieia at 11, which is a two, uh, the series, which is at 29, is also a two. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also, you know, we talked about the two, the eights, the twos, the fours is very prominent that two, four, eight, which is about this idea of connecting, connecting to our intuition, and then connecting to others, the four about making a new system, building something that's going to serve us the practical part. Mm -hmm. And then the eight is about the creating the success, the movement that keeps us looking at the bigger picture and then coming back to the detail, to mm -hmm. the doing what's needed. So it's really like a structure that's helping us kind of break free and go, okay, now is the time. Yeah. And time in, in is also, you know, not only a time of balancing, like coming or coming into balance um, and creating this magic, you know, it is a major time of change again, because well, I've already mentioned Mercury stationing three days after the full moon. Well, Mars is only a degree away from his station. He doesn't station till November, direct till November the 13th. So a day before the next new moon, but he's 
a degree away from it. So he's kind of, we're starting to feel that turn around. Okay. It's going to be such an interesting time. <laughs> also, also, before before this full moon, um, Ceres will station direct. As we record on October the 15th, she's stationing direct on October the 18th. And she'll be at back at the last degree of Aquarius, follow, kind of following that path that she's retrograded, which was the same exact degrees that Mercury was retrograde uh, from February 25th to March the 10th, I think, or maybe a bit long, maybe I'm not quite, but it was around then anyway, exact same degrees. So again, we've got the story returning from back then. And Ceres is, represents many things. She represents, she's the great mother. She represents um, grief and forgiveness. And we've certainly seen tremendous loss and grief this year, but she also represents the natural cycles of nature, the harvest um, and, and such like and being in tune with them. So she's coming back into uh, she's passing through her shadow, going direct. And, you know, she's kind of going to say, I think, what have we done kind of thing It's that kind of energy. But then what can we do now as well? So there's going to be that like Jen was saying earlier, feel the grief, feel the sadness, feel all that, feel the loss, but then think, what can I do next? So, yeah, it's that too. Yeah, and that's an interesting idea, this idea of series giving us this boost, like, of love, um, mm -hmm. uh, kind of, you know, with the mental shift of um, Mercury. It's like, first mm -hmm. our mind shifts and we get new ideas, and then we, we, uh, embody it through mm -hmm. series right yeah. through the cycles through the awareness oh this is how it works it works mm -hmm. i feel grief i feel pain i have loss and then there's that fallow period and then we begin to think mm -hmm. about what we're going to birth what are we going to plant now that we have what we have now that we've been left with what we have so mm -hmm. uh, it very much is a time of um regrouping and kind of lean it's a lean time but also we're moving into not only a very fast-paced moving changing time in 2021 is a time of adventure of movement mm -hmm. so that is to how do we get to that place where we can start moving with change is not this. wanting to go back to normal whatever normal <laughs> <laughs> because normal got us here <laughs> right, exactly our idea of normal has been to bury things bury our emotions pretend we're what we're not accept what we didn't agree with and yeah. how terrible has that been for so many so many have been left behind and all of us in, in so many ways and here's an opportunity to do it differently to yeah. include those we have discluded or whatever the word is so between um, tomorrow's um, new moon, as we record, so many of you like to listen as soon as we upload this, I know, and we always appreciate you and any, um, <laughs> I, I forgot to give us all, give all the links at the start. So any reviews on iTunes, welcome. I think we're up to 1111 now, which is really, really cool. 
and um, also our Patreon. Um, we're going to actually um, restart right after this, recording a special card reading just for Patreons only. So patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical for just $3 a month. We're going to start offering the patron only content. Um, but there's other th the things that are happening between now and then is that Venus, um, Venus has just been doing some interesting stuff just the last couple of days. She's kind of reached the um, the first quarter <laughs> uh, square of her sun Venus conjunction that was back on June the 3rd. So we're in this action phase, this cry crossroads of action. What do we take from what we learned on from her retrograde earlier in the year? And Venus represents our higher selves in many ways. She's the higher incarnation of the earth in, in esoteric astrology. And, and so she is in Libra and she is going to replace the sun by squaring all those Capricorn planets and opposing all the, the Aries things. So Venus, again, is asking us to bring our higher selves into all of this. So she's going to be very active between now and this full moon. And also we've got um, coming up. What other major things were we going to was I going to mention? Venus moving into her own sign of Libra. But I think I've talked about that already. So. That's about it. I just wanted to mention Venus because she's very active at the moment and very prominent. And as I already mentioned, opposing Chiron on this full moon. So, and and it's so beautiful. I think in a way to see this rebalancing of mm -hmm. the masculine and feminine through Venus and Mars that they're yeah. they've come to a place or feels like it, and we've talked about it of. Um, retribution in a sense yeah. of what have I what story have I told myself what have I um, kind of missed by uh, like accepting the truth of others instead of my own truth right mm -hmm. so there's all of this energy to really allow to uh, fill you with what matters to you what are the basic values what are the things you'll be a warrior for uh, where is that strength and that fire needed to activate this new path? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a very powerful um, support system right there, allowing us to recreate who we are and how we think about ourselves and kind of owning, we touched on this idea, owning uh, kind of the higher self or the best of who you are instead of kind of going, oh, I'm not good enough kind of what I was talking about in terms of me learning light language is going, I have to stop apologizing because I'm, you know, maybe not doing it right or whatever. Mm. Just forget about that and just move into this place of this is what I have. This is what I can do. This is how I'm doing it and just get better and better. And if I keep uh, kind of finding fault or kind of putting it in a framework, well, oh, okay, it's just this or that. Well, I don't know. I'm, actually stopping myself from stepping into a more empowered whole and more active place and that isn't helpful to me or to anyone really i'm finding the same with my hypnotherapy training i can tell you so, <laughs> so yeah yeah 
Uh, you know, and, and uh, Venus, I find her so interesting. I've started working with Venus um, after she came to me in a dream and I started doing my Venus retrograde journey classes. And since then, I've learned a lot more about her and also learned um, what some other astrologers have been discovering about her cycles and things. And to my mind, because of there's so many astrologers with a focus on Venus, it feels like at one point, apart from the moon, she was really the only female energy or feminine energy in astrology. And she was very much sidelined, as Jen said. And she's reclaiming her strength. And here she is at the moment. She's morning star Venus, which is warrior Venus more. And she's saying, I'm taking my place finally. And it's not again, it's not about men and women. It's about that feminine part of ourselves, the feminine strength part of ourselves, not the patriarchal um, handmaiden kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. That's so brilliant. I think we all need to rethink what is this part of us, the feminine, the intuitive part. And I noticed that Mars is actually at 16 degrees, which is a highly intuitive number and awareness mm. of uh, of the self, the inner, the inner value, the inner wealth. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this to me is the part where Venus or the intuitive side, the side that bursts herself and is full of love uh, is, is not this greedy grasping uh, kind of uh, like, as we, there's always talk about that, that women are these kind of, they either prostituting themselves or they greedy or they, you know, too full of themselves. Like all of these characterizations that we have lived with in our, our history of woman that needs to be, uh, you know, overturned and, and reclaimed that each of us is a fullness of all of these aspects. I mean, the power it takes to birth things is so immense that we need to kind of value that. Rich ourselves. <laughs> yes, value. It's, it's like, wow, what can we birth with the power we have to birth? What can we collectively do? And what can, where can we stand up and go, no, right? And I refuse to do this and really think about that. What is it that we value? What will we give allegiance to? Who will we stand behind or who will we stand with? And what will we express for our values as opposed to letting somebody else speak for us mm -hmm. and letting somebody else belittle us or even ourselves, belittling ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think, Jen? I think, are we ready for the symbols? We are. I think I suddenly had a feeling we had a question and I forgot. Oh, to I've just it. looked at the emails and I don't see. Not on the emails. Oh, is it on Facebook? Yeah. I'll look if you want to read your symbol while I look. All right. Sounds good. Let me get my notes. All right. So we are reading for Taurus at nine degrees, the Sabian symbol, a fully decorated Christmas tree. The keynote is the ability to create inner happiness in dark hours. So in northern or mountainous countries where the Christmas tree symbol took form, we find a contrast between the tree outside, bare and normally covered with snow, and the tree inside the home, loaded with decorations and gifts for the family. If we follow up the meaning of the preceding symbol, we see that snow has come 
outside, but the prepared and closely united group has created abundance, beauty, and happiness within, overcoming the cold barrenness of the outside world, just as people have overcome previously natural obstacles to progress. The Christ symbol is also included in the background, that is the vivid faith of a transformed future, or what I like to think of as the Christed energy, which has always been with us, our life force. So this suggests the ever-present possibility open to people to transform, transfigure the darkness and deprivation of the low point of a life cycle by incarnating it in an antiphonic response, celebrating the ever-remembered and always expected high moments of life. It evokes people's undying faith in cyclical renewal. Beautiful symbol. I love how Jen has to translate some of it. I have to say these symbols and the interpretation that we use the Sabian were written by fabulous astrologer Dane Rudyard but from a very patriarchal point of view. <laughs> Just as we're talking about Venus kind of gaining her power. <laughs> the message is intrinsic, but they were written from a very um, certain point of view. As we all have, we all have our points of view. It's hard not to. <laughs> so that's a, a fantastic. And as always, the symbols kind of resonate. So um, the Chandra symbol is a talkative woman with tape over her mouth. Whoa. The creative force at odds with itself. What you would do, you would not do. Facing the truth that everything personally, personally generated fails to satisfy. Spirit is ached for in its present in its absence, something missing, massive pride screeching to a halt, a very high vibration, inward places calling you, but the abyss features radical self overcoming, and there is nothing to say, everything to do, with nobody left to do it, except the forgotten one inside who knows the way. So at first of all, I saw the woman with a tape over her mouth. I was like, but it makes sense in light of both the symbols. It's all about going, coming within and going within for something more meaningful and having the faith and the trust with your inner self and voice. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, that the point that comes to mind, I didn't mention about the COVID that's, uh, you know, suddenly spreading all over. It's one of the things is to think about what COVID brings us. Like mm -hmm. you know, we can focus on what it takes from us. But if we think about the fact that so many of us have refused to go within yeah. and are still clinging to the outward, that somebody out there you know, or something out there was going to change when it is us coming back to that energy we've talked about, that kind of balance between Venus and Mars, the balance of the, the true masculine and feminine energies uh, without having it to fit in in some way. Right? It can be a very powerful shift when we embrace that. And I am beginning to see people doing that, talking about what they've gained in from COVID. So 
more of that please <laughs> exactly more of that and it's so amazing right it's so refreshing and and very freeing again talking about that liberation that's being offered to us is this opportunity to build our own narrative decide ourselves what is true for us and what what values and activities we want to um, harvest yeah so we you jen was right we do have a question so it's about mercury retrograde with mercury going retrograde through the heat of the last leg of the election season and the chaos that continues on the daily what are best practices for wading through the chaos of the next 30 days anything in particular to tune into or out of that's from stephanie well, A, I'd just like to mention, I did a whole video on this Mercury retrograde. Uh, I called it a pep talk. <laughs> uh, so that's on my YouTube channel, Cosmic Owl Astrology, um, because I always think there's too much fear around Mercury retrograde since it happens so often <laughs> and for so much of the year, basically. But uh, my tips are always to slow down we're being asked to slow down and re it's all the rewords the the revisit review redo reflect um there's a reason we use those words for mercury retrograde the biggest problem i see with people um when they fear mercury retrograde is a they talk themselves into things a lot of the time but also when things start to go wrong they're often not taking that slow down message um that's really what mercury retrograde is about mercury is a very fast moving mercurial kind of energy of course it's mercurial um but it's asking us to really slow down that's why we that's why we suggest triple checking everything and going over things again i never suggest don't live don't uh, stopping doing and stopping living but um it's the slowing down and triple checking and redoing and revisiting. So that's my tips. <laughs> and uh, for me, what I think is, of course, what Lou says, but also this idea of Mercury in this particular case, uh, 11 degrees in Scorpio. So if we think about Mercury as being uh, the expansion of the mind mm. or the alchemy of the mind if you think about it in terms of alchemizing your mind so your old beliefs that are now being um, kind of churned worked up and especially in scorpio which would be the things you've hidden from or the things you've denied and they often are related to sex money taxes death all of those things uh, that can often be fearful ideas in our heads and that we enact out over and over. So this is an opportunity to revisit our um, kind of the domination of that kind of thinking and behavior. So when you're slowing down, what is that? What brings life to things? Is one some of the things we've talked about is dealing with your emotions. So looking at them, feeling them. When I say deal, I don't mean like put it in a corner or hide it, but to really sit with the emotion very uncomfortable but that's a great practice mm -hmm. i feel grief i feel happiness being present um not I trying to push yeah right? sorry yeah no that's okay 
What were you going to say? I think as well, being open to possibilities, because of course, the Mercury stationed retrograde opposing Uranus and is about to exactly oppose Uranus again. So there's that Uranus sense of surprise, but also liberation and and um, things involved in this Mercury retrograde. So. Right. So what helps your breath to me is, is about working with the breath, which is one of the most powerful ways we embody our lives. You want to be more embodied, more in the moment, allowing yourself to observe when you're saying things and thinking things. Is this making me feel more... Uh, restricted or more open like what's giving me that freedom the freedom of the mind freedom from all sorts so mm. those practices uh, i think are very helpful uh yeah mm -hmm. not and i think also making room what i find works for me is when i make room for the idea that things that have revulsed me is that a word i don't know but revolted me or given me revulsion like i hate the idea of certain people doing certain things mm -hmm. and trying to come to a neutral place it's not saying that i agree with it but yeah. instead of trying to hide from it or being angry about it just trying to find a neutral place where i'm like you know these are all functions of the world and a lot of them are aggravated because we hide from them or mm -hmm. we won't uh, call people out on it and and our rigidity of behavior is the area that we can kind of reshape within ourselves, like through art, through thought, mm -hmm. through, um, you know, just a different lens, you know, loving yourself enough to feel safe enough to look at things and be okay. This isn't what I would, I would speak up against it, but I'm not going to be so revolted that I'm afraid to look at it, talk to it, or mm -hmm. etc. so that it controls me. Because Scorpio is definitely about those murky places so, <laughs> and things that, is it repulse? And anyway, anyway, I get what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should get on. We've got to do this recording for um, the patrons too. So um, a reminder before we say where we can find us that we have that patreon.com forward slash weirdly, weirdly magical. We also take questions as we answered either through the Facebook page or to weirdly magical uh, podcast at gmail.com. Also, we love reviews, Facebook page reviews, iTunes reviews, wherever you want to leave a review, please leave us one. So, so Jen, how can people find you? People can find me on my website, gendershen.com. I also have a Facebook page, Jen Duchenne, I think, and a Facebook group, uh, Jen Duchenne, uh, Guardian of the Akashic Records, I think that's what it is. <laughs> Global Guardian, there we go, Global Guardian, Guardian of the Akashic Records, and I do free uh, uh, offers there as well as paid, um, and I have a class coming up on Monday, it's $22 breakthrough, breaking through your myths. It's a 10 day uh, program. If you're interested, you get a workbook and 10 days of instruction, uh, which you can find the link to in the uh, global Gendushin Global Guardian of the Akashic Records. <laughs> and uh, I do offer classes in Akashic Records training, and we have one coming up in November. You can find that on my website. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, er, elsewhere, and I have a um, YouTube channel, 
Chendishan Global Guardian of the Akashic Records. Cool. And I'm Louise Eddington. My website's louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N, just one D. And uh, Cosmic Owl Astrology is my business name, hence the owl behind me for those that can see it. And uh, Facebook page is Cosmic Owl Astrology. I have a Facebook group, Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe, um, Instagram, Cosmic Owl Astrology, and YouTube, Cosmic Owl Astrology. And, you know, I'm um, I'm not offering any classes currently. I will be teaching astrology. I aim to start in December if things don't keep getting in the way. <laughs> but if not, it'll be in the new year. Um, so, you know, you can sign up for emails to be notified by that um, if you go to my website um, or just keep following me and I'll be sharing it everywhere. But what I would most love at the moment, you know, clearly I offer astrology readings, consultations, but likes, follows, subscribers, um, reviews on my Facebook page, you know, all those things help every um, every little bit of kind of visibility, whatever, you know, algorithms, all that kind of rubbish <laughs> that we have to deal with when all we want to do is do our what we do. But anyway, <laughs> so for now, it's goodbye from Lou. <laughs> and goodbye from Jen.